So tonight I want to try to paint a picture for you, if I possibly can, as to what we're getting into for this evening. Because tonight is definitely going to be one of those services that will be unique for many. It'll be the first time that many people have walked through a process like what we're going to be doing tonight. For those of you who are not familiar with what Sherwood Sunday nights look like, this is going to be very different than most Sunday nights at Sherwood. For those of you who have been listening and you've been a part of what we've been walking through and gearing up for for the week of prayer, hopefully tonight is going to make some of the conversation make a little bit more sense. So tonight I want to try to paint a picture for you. I want you to think about the moment we were just in. I want you to think about what we were singing. I don't know if you all noticed the shift that happened in the room over the last couple of songs. It's freedom started coming through. Liberty started coming through. There was a sense of victory starting to come through. There's something about being in the room with other believers singing praises to our God and King that, that reminds us of the victory that we already have. As believers, we fight from victory towards victory. Jesus has already won the battle. Ours right now is stepping into what Christ has done for us. So as we get this evening started in a sense of prayer, and a sense of going into the Word and asking some probing questions, I want you to think about this. The moment you were just in where there was freedom in the room, I want you to think about waking up every single morning and throughout the day walking with Jesus and there being nothing in your heart that's weighing you down. I want you to think of what it would be like to sit in the moment and know you are doing exactly what God would have you do in that moment. No conflict between your spirit and what's happening around you. I want you to think about what it's like to be able to pray and to not only know that God is hearing, but to pause at certain moments and hear your Heavenly Father speak His truth into your life. I want you to think about what it looks like to pray victoriously. Because if that's of any appeal to you, tonight is one of those nights that we take a step, if not multiple steps, towards that. A lot of times Christians have been taught you need to pray. And what we do is we go down through our list. This is an issue, I need to pray about that. This is an issue, I need to pray about. And we just, we pray through our list, but there's not necessarily times that we stop and we sit in communion with God. And we listen. We listen. Prayer should be conversation. It's not just monologue, us talking to God. It should be dialogue. It should be that as we're praying, there's moments that God's word comes to mind and we stop and we go into the word and we read what his word has to say. There, there should be times that as we're praying, he prompts us that these are areas in our life that are out of alignment with his will and his desire and his word. And it, it causes us to stop and say, you're right, God. I don't want that to be there. God, I want my heart, I want my attitude, I want my character, my actions to reflect your word and your will. So this evening, we're taking a focus specifically on the believer. 
We're trying to help people prayerfully reflect on the state of our soul, the state of our relationships, the state of our decisions, as well as our walk with God. David said in Psalm 51.10, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. There are moments along the way we're needing God to renew a right spirit within us. Matthew 5, 8, Jesus said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. You and God alone know the purity of what's going on in your heart. And quite honestly, sometimes we can even deceive ourselves thinking it might be more pure than what it is. But Jesus said the the pure in heart, they'll see God. I, I want there to be such a depth of intimacy in my life that when I'm with him, it's like I can see his character come alive in the word. I can see his actions around me. There's, there's a part of purity in recognizing the presence of God. Paul said to Timothy, the aim of our charge is love that issues from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. It is no surprise when I say we live in a fallen world. And a part of living in this world means that we walk with hurts and we walk with brokenness. We walk sometimes with sin and issues that begin to weigh us down and keep us from running the race effectively. Over time, if we're not careful, those things will drain you spiritually. Be honest before God. And just say, have there been moments in the past that I've felt more awakened and alive to the things of God than maybe what I do at this point? And you'll notice in your Christian journey, there's there's ebbs and flows of that. There's times that it's like you're in the hot presence of God and like you, you can't even... kind of comprehend fast enough what he's sharing and what he's doing and you're excited and then there's moments that you're going through the motions and you you know it in that moment there's times that we need to renew our hearts and minds over the years when I found myself in those particular places I would get away into my prayer closet and into my office and I would sit with God and I would simply say God would you please show me any area in my life of unconfessed sin? Would you show me any issue in my heart, any issue in my attitude that is not in alignment with you? And let me tell you, if you ask God, he will answer. Sometimes some of the most painful moments you will ever experience is when you ask God, show me what's going on in my heart right now. He'll answer, but it's a good kind of pain. If, unless we recognize it, unless we confess those things before God, we don't walk in freedom of that. And that's a part of what we're talking about. How do we walk in the freedom that is ours in Christ? So whenever I ask those questions, God is faithful to answer. But the other part of that is I need to be quick to obey in repentance. God will prompt The question is, will we obey? Will we repent? Will we turn from what is wrong and turn towards what is right? Charles Spurgeon once said, the nearer a man lives to God, the more intensely has he to mourn over his own evil heart. 
closer, the nearer someone lives to God. In our prayer time this evening, I am going to walk with you all through, guide you through a series of questions. For some of you, this is gonna be a completely new experience. For others, it's going to be a, a good experience to remind you of maybe some of the disciplines that you've been a part of in the past. Tonight, I'm going to be walking people through and I'm going to encourage you for you to personalize the questions and for you to sit alone with those in God. If you're watching online tonight, I'm gonna to encourage you to find a quiet place that you can get away from everything, get away from everyone. Because in a situation like this, silence is essential in hearing from God. For those who are in the room right now, it might be that tonight you just calmly sit right where you're at and you just ask God to remove any and every distraction so that you can focus on him. For some people, they pray best on their knees. That's okay if you would like to pray on your knees tonight. If you would like to kneel where you're at at your seat, if you would like at any point this evening to kneel at the altar, feel free to do so. I'm just going to ask that you allow the Spirit of God to lead you in that. In just a moment, Seth and Heather will begin playing softly in the background. And as they play, I'm going to guide people through a series of questions, providing time for you to both listen and respond back to God. As we go through this, just know these are grouped into different topics, and every one of the questions might not apply to you, but you'll often find that there's something about the topic that God will use to prompt you about something else. When that happens, go with him. Go with him. If I start the next set of questions and you're still talking with God on the last set, stay with God in the last set. Everything that's happening tonight is being recorded. You can go back home, you can watch, you can follow through on the other questions. The issue is not how much can we cover tonight. The issue is how close can we draw near to him. So it might be even this evening that I don't go through every one of the questions that I have. It might be that we start in a group and we just sense that God is doing something unusual and we stop there. That's okay. I would rather people walk out of this room 100% aware that they have met with God than to be marginally aware we were in a service and we just felt rushed the entire time going through. So we might not make it through all of these. Now as we go through, I'm going to share with you, these are the ways that I have responded to God and this is what I'm going to encourage you to do as well. When you're listening to these questions and you're asking God, do these apply to me? Here's what I want to encourage you to do. Listen to any concerns that God brings to mind. Listen to any concerns. It might be that you even want to go through, take a picture of the screen, and that way as you're sitting there praying, you can go back through. Agree with God about a matter. Don't argue with God in that moment. If God brings a concern to your mind, don't say, well, God, that doesn't apply to me. No, it does. It does. Then confess the sin to God. If he brings it to mind, agree with God about the matter. Confess the sin to God. Repent, that is, turn from any sin that he brings. Obey God's word and the Spirit's promptings. 
and then enjoy the assurance of God's forgiveness and the joy of knowing that you are right with him. This is how you respond as a follower of Christ. Now, if you're not yet a follower of Christ, the first point is, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. The first part is that step into salvation itself. But if you are a follower of Christ, listen, agree, confess, repent, obey, enjoy. So as that's happening, I'm going to ask you if you would, just close your eyes where you're at, and I'm going to have Seth as well as Heather begin to play softly in the background. As you close your eyes, this is more about limiting the amount of distractions that are coming your way. So I've got two initial questions that I'm simply going to ask you. And these are two big questions right up front. For the next few moments, am I willing to be completely honest with God about everything in my life? Am I willing to listen to the Holy Spirit as he speaks during this time and respond to whatever he says. My prayer this evening is that you're going to say yes on both. So here's the first group of questions. These are devotional issues. Ask God, have I neglected the study of Scripture and the discipline of prayer in my daily life? Is knowing and obeying God's word a priority to me? Am I living a prayerless life? Do I give God sufficient time to speak to me? If everything flows out of an intimate relationship with God, what is being hindered because of a lack of intimacy? Take a few moments and sit with God on those questions. God's bringing anything to mind. Agree with God on the matter. Obey what he's prompting you to do. Our next group of questions are about relational issues. Ask God, is there anyone I have not forgiven? Have I allowed bitterness or resentment to develop in my heart? Is there anyone with whom I have unresolved conflict? Have I wronged anyone and failed to make it right? Is there anyone I fear, greatly dislike, frequently criticize? Or personally resent. Take a few moments and sit with God with those questions.
listen for concerns that he brings to mind. Agree with God in the matter. Confess any sin. Repent. Turn away from it. Obey God's word and the Spirit's promptings. Enjoy the assurance of God's forgiveness. There is joy in knowing that you're right with Him. category is pride issues. Am I consciously creating the impression that I'm better than I really am? Do I exaggerate my accomplishments? Is pride entrenched in my character? Do I look down my nose on other people? Is there hypocrisy? Take a few moments and sit with God in those questions. category is going to be anger issues. Has anger become a stronghold in my life? Am I easily offended? Do I find myself constantly impatient and irritated with others? Do I go to bed angry with my spouse, mad at my co-workers, ticked off with my kids, or irritated with the world? Sit for a few moments with God in those questions. next category are jealousy issues. Do I battle with jealousy? Is there anyone I dislike hearing praised or spoken well of? Am I secretly annoyed over the accomplishments and the advancements of others? Do I belittle the accomplishments of others to make myself look better? Take a few moments and sit with God in those questions. If God brings things to mind, listen, agree with Him, confess it,
repent of it, obey his promptings, and enjoy the forgiveness that is yours in Christ. next category are honesty issues. Have I been dishonest? Have I lied, exaggerated, or misrepresented the truth in any way to anyone? Have I stolen anything? Do I take little things that do not belong to me? Have I misreported or mishandled time with my employer? Have I robbed God by withholding money or time that belongs to him? Take some time with God at those questions. this evening is to ask questions to prompt barriers, hidden parts of sin, things that are robbing us of the freedom and the joy that we have in Christ. Our next category here are obedience issues. Am I disobeying God in anything? Has he told me to do something that I am unwilling to do? Am I doing things that cause a check in my spirit? Is there any sin or weight that God has called me to release that I refuse to give up? Sit with God in those questions for a moment. reliability issues am I reliable can I be trusted when I commit to do something do I keep my word when I agree to be somewhere do I get there on time and prepared take a few moments and sit with God in those questions category or speech issues do I gossip about people do I speak unkindly about people when they're not present is the reputation of another person safe in my hands 
if I hurt someone or my church by needlessly talking about someone's faults? Has my grumbling or complaining caused division in the church? Take a moment to sit with God in those questions. weighed down with worry and anxious thoughts? Have I failed to trust God for my physical and spiritual needs? When scripture says worry about nothing, but pray about everything, do I practice that discipline? Take those to God in prayer. category are sexual issues. Am I guilty of sexual sin? Am I stepping outside of God's design of sex between a husband and a wife in covenant relationship? Do I allow my eyes to see or my mind to dwell on impure or unholy thoughts? Am I excusing any secret sin that I should forsake? sit with God in those questions. faith when given opportunity? Am I living as salt and light where God placed me? Do the people around me even know that I'm a Christian? Where is God saying share or serve or love? But I keep telling God I'm too busy. Am I regularly praying that God will send more laborers into his harvest? Do I live with my yes on the table? gifts 
God gave me to serve others? Am I waiting for God to open one big door of service while being unwilling to serve where he placed me? Am I telling God no as he's prompting me to serve? Sit with God on those. Final category, gratefulness issues. Do I take time regularly to thank God for all he's done for me? Do I live with a sense of gratefulness or entitlement? Do I expect people to bless me? Or am I filled with gratitude when people show me kindness? Do others see gratitude in me? opportunity is available to you. In just a moment, we will conclude the service, and I'm just going to ask that anyone who would like to, to leave to go out and talk, if you would step out towards the atrium, just allowing others that might want to stay back and continue to pray that they would have that opportunity. Here's the thing I want to conclude with tonight. Those types of questions, when you ask them regularly in your devotional life, they will bring up issues that have gotten tucked deep down inside. And when they come up, there's an opportunity to respond, to repent, to walk in freedom. Those are the types of things that have left unchecked weigh us down, rob us of joy, disrupt our worship, and create distance in intimacy between us and God. My prayer is that tonight, it's a night where people could see, okay, these are some things that I need to start asking regularly in my walk with God. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask this evening, Lord, that you would continue to work in our hearts. God, prepare believers. Do a deep, deep work in our heart as, as we're preparing this week, moving towards Easter, as we're preparing today in our heart, and then tomorrow we're praying over the church, the next day over our city, the next day over the nation, the next day over the world, the next day over the cost of taking the gospel to the nations. 
the next day praying for the gospel to be boldly proclaimed on Easter Sunday. Lord, we're praying that you would walk us through a process that we don't jump to the next point until you have sufficiently addressed what's in our heart at this point. God will be grateful for what you do there. In Jesus' name, amen.